Hello, hello. All right. This is it. It's 2019. You're back. I'm back. We're here. This is uh, this is the cannabis coffee hour, everybody. I hope you got your brew on, because we're gonna do a show. This is it. It's 2019. We are flowing. We are going. I got a hot cup. Well, it's kind of hot. This is my second French press. I'm going in. It's gonna be one of those type of episodes. I'm going in, going into the second French press. Uh, I got a nice hot cup of coffee here. I'm drinking, uh, for Christmas, my cousin, uh, I guess he was in Florida in Miami. This, this place is called Eternity Coffee Roasters. And this is from Miami. Supposedly, this is like the bomb shop down there. Uh, this is whole bean. It's a medium roast, as you know, which I love. Uh, this is from Colombia. Um, and it's South American coffee, right? Straight up, uh, what do we got here? The process, wow, the medium roast. They even tell you the farmer's name on this. My man, Ernesto Grasas, oh, Gracie, and then Christina Gracie, Hoist Gracie. Shout out to Hoist Gracie. <laughs> I don't know if that's the same Gracie, but Colombia's cool. Uh, my neighbor's Colombian, and she's super nice. Um, and then one of my best friends that I traveled with, he, and he was a badass, man. I wouldn't mess with that dude. He was good to travel with because I'm not really a tough and dude. Uh, you know, I'm 5'11", 180. I wrestled and played football, but uh, I'm not a fighter, you know. I can if somebody got in my face. I had an older brother that was bigger than me, so I was always fighting and scrapping. Uh, but this other dude, this, he was Colombian and he could take care, he, he could fight. He just had that vibe about him. Some people just have a vibe about him. Like you're like, I don't know about messing with that dude. And this dude never talked shit. He just had that vibe about him. And he was Colombian. That was my buddy, Mike H. I won't say his real name. I think he has a job with the government. I don't know if he wants to be aligned with me anymore, uh, but he's a great dude and he's from DC. And uh, we traveled six months in Southeast Asia in 98, 1998. Uh, I sold everything I knew. I saved up 10 grand and I jumped ship off the planet Earth. Well, not the planet Earth, America. I just checked out, homie. I was gone. I didn't have any kids. I wasn't married. I was 26. It was right before I was like 24, 25. I had my first job out of college that it was just pure, I think I've talked about this, it was just like a pure sales headhunting job. I had to make like 150 cold calls every day. Uh, this was before the internet was hot and heavy. This was just me like, I mean they had a computer, but it just had a database of numbers and I would just hammer the phone. Uh, but I did that for like three and a half years and uh, I was done. But I saved up 10 grand and I just split town I sold everything I owned and I did six months in Southeast Asia pack, backpacking around. So all you see these pictures of people going to Thailand and Cambodia. I did all that shit in the 90s. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, I got to surf. I went and surfed Bali for a, like a month and a half on Kuta Beach, which is a really easy... I haven't surfed in a while, but I... Some of the pure... My pure love... I have an album called Pure Uncut Joy. And I'll just talk about all the things I love. Coffee, I love this coffee. I love weed. Let's get back into the weed. Sorry, I'm just jumping all over the place. I'm having a blast with this podcast. I hope you love the last Jamaican episodes. I wanna do more uh, around the world touring. I'm actually going up to Rhode Island, an opening for Tracy Morgan in Rhode Island on January 19th, 20th, and 21st at the Comedy Connection. He is, Tracy's working out, is headlining. I'm just supporting and helping, just like punching up material, running through stuff. But he's gearing up for another special. So I'll be up there with my buddy, Mark Theobald, uh, who's another comedian, and he's the head writer of The Last OG. But I, that work just came in. I just got that date. So that's in January. Uh, but let me focus, fucking focus. This is the Cannabis Coffee Hour. I'm your host, Rob Cantrell. I'm a stand-up comedian. 
I do a one hour podcast. Well, we're shooting at like 48 minutes these days. And then I combine it with some funky beats that I've been working on. Uh, I do stand-up comedy, but I also released a music album uh, in a bunch of different songs. Uh, and I love this new podcasting format. This is, uh, and I love doing this all on myself, by myself. There's no network involved yet, but people are coming. People are talking. I see it happening because the overhead on this gig it's just me talking, but I'll get some guests on here eventually. Eventually, you guys will get sick of me, but maybe not. Um, because I do like to just let my mind go on this. And let's, I gotta just not think about you guys that much and just <laughs> let, let the jokes fly a little bit. Uh, I had so much to talk about. But no, this is the Cannabis Coffee Hour. We're drinking coffee, my second French press. It's a little lukewarm. I gotta be real with you, but the coffee's amazing. And it's uh, Eternity Coffee Roasters uh, from Miami. If you're ever in Miami, go to Eternity uh, Coffee House. You gotta go to a roasting house. That's, I got some other beans that were awesome. Like, if you go to some coffee places, like, they just buy the bags. Let's say it's like weed, right? They just buy the bags of coffee and then they sell you the bags of coffee. But if you go to the roasting house, that's like going to the dude that grows the weed. And if you know the grower, you're going to get the best weed. It's the freshness. You're always looking for the freshness. Now, since this is a bag of, of Christmas coffee that I got, like everybody knows in my family to get me coffee or socks. I love socks and I love coffee. I am such a fucking... Uh, uh, dude, I'm such a man. I just want socks and I want coffee and I want a little bit of herb and I want some funky beats. But the herb that I got is, I got this disposable, it's the oddest thing. Somebody gave it to me. It's a disposable, it looks like a cigarette, but it's like a disposable vaporizer. Um, but it's all, uh, sour diesel, my best, uh, my favorite strain uh, sour diesel, which is a sativa, but it acts like an indica. As you know, indica means in the couch, means you're going to be chilling out if you smoke some indica and sativa. If you want to write a poem about trees or maybe a frog or maybe a parrot or maybe your own bird, uh, you hit some of that and rock on. But let's try some of this. Like, literally, this thing looks like it's the size of a marble and it's shaped like a cigarette, and it's uh, electric though, and there's no real charger. Uh, I'm a little bummed on, on uh, the environmental aspect of all this, but as the technology and the legalization moves forward, I think it's all gonna work out. Oh well. I do love diesel. I do love some sour diesel. It uh, definitely gets me in the right mood um, to talk some shit. So I got my Colombian coffee. It's French press. I got my second hit of super diesel. Um, you know, it's a hashish in liquid formation. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely works. It, uh, definitely tastes great. It has a high CBD content. So the thing about diesel, it, sour diesel, it, uh, makes you creative, but it also kind of gives you a body high for some reason. Like it totally relaxes you. That's why people from New York love this herb. Cause you don't want something like Kush is just so, I don't know. It's so powerful and so it's just too much sometimes. Where diesel, I don't know, it feels like you're driving a truck. Um, I think that's where they get it from. But uh, yeah, I just, I got back from Jamaica and that was an amazing, I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And, uh, but everybody, I got home safe and, and uh, everybody was great and I got some sun on my face and now we're back uh, right into the East Coast winter, just doing it up. Um, so now I'm just gearing up for the year. I'm trying to get my website 
realigned. I'm trying to eat less uh, meat. My new thing is that, I, like, I, I don't want to be a vegan. I don't want to be vegetarian. I don't even like labels. I don't like Republicans. I don't like Democrats. I don't like, uh, you know, I think everything's evolving so fast. And I think it's all about energy and love. And, uh, but I do think I need to cut out a, a little bit of meat. I think just, just uh, you know, growing up American, I grew up in the fucking South, man. I was eating sausage egg sandwiches, you know, three times a day, hamburgers nonstop. And it's all good, but once you start pushing up there a little bit, you kind of, like, I don't want to cut out meat. I just want, I would like to go, like, vegan, like, three days a week. Like, three days a week, don't get it, so so I can fit my pants good, so I'm moving. I know when I'm eating too much meat and stuff is when my thighs start rubbing together. <laughs> That's when I know I'm getting on my fat side, is when I can feel my thighs kind of rub together. And that's when I'm like, oh man, I gotta break out these other jeans. Uh, I wanna kind of get it to a place where I'm moving and grooving without burning too much energy. Uh, so, but I broke down, like I'm not, I tried to go vegan the other day, like I had, what did I do? I, uh, banana smoothie, the liquid Elvis. I got this new, I got this new blender for Christmas that's amazing called the Ninja. Have you got the Ninja yet? That's the next, it's the next step above, what did I have the other one, which was just like the little bad boy. I had this little blender, but I, I crushed that thing. Like I, sometimes I think I put too much ice in my smoothie and that thing would start smoking. I'd start making a smoothie and it would just be and then the thing starts smoking and it's bananas. But now I got this, it's got over 150 uh, horsepower uh, smoothie maker and it makes a smoothie like in two seconds. So as minute I wake up, I get my coffee and then I get my banana, peanut butter, milk, honey, cinnamon smoothie. Bam! And then I get a big fat glass of uh, that's my go-to is my liquid Elvis. If you don't know, I talk about the liquid Elvis uh, and I make a joke about it. I say I cut it with Percocet uh, to make it authentic because that's what Elvis died on. But that's on my album and it's on uh, Spotify. If you're listening to this on Spotify or iTunes, you can just go right to my album. Just put in Rob Cantrell, Pure Uncut Joy. And it was really, you know, an album about joy, you know, uh, just to kind of talk about my stand-up comedy, just to get it out there. Uh, I you know, a lot of my favorite comics are like super dark, but what I've noticed is when you play with dark, when you're an artist, if you're painting dark or you're playing dark music or you're doing dark humor, if you, that's all you're doing, it just goes to this one place and doesn't really evolve further out. I thought Bill, I mean, I, you guys don't even know, when I started in 1999, all I had was a mattress in a living room, and I was living out in San Francisco after I lived in a hostel for a year and a half, but I had one little TV, this was before I had a laptop, and I just had two tapes, I had a Richard Pryor and a Bill Hicks VHS tape, and I would literally watch, that's what all I would watch, I would just watch that on loop. So you could talk about Pryor and Hicks and even Lenny Bruce. I would just go through books of Lenny Bruce. My first three years of comedy, I was fucking obsessed. There was no family. There was no kids. I was broke as hell, but I was living in San Francisco, which was right around when the dot-com boom bubbled up. And a lot of my friends got jobs and were working and were making money. And that's kind of how I got there was I, somebody had a spare room that I knew from college for really cheap and I needed a place to live and I was coming back from Southeast Asia with my man Mike H and I needed a place to live and uh, my one friend lived in LA he had a place but the other dude I knew had an even cheaper place in San Francisco and I always had my eye on San Francisco just because you know I, you know I like the Grateful Dead I like uh, the Almond Brothers I definitely got a hippie vibe to a part of my spectrum um, and Bill Graham Presents, and, you know, all that shit, man. All that early rock, psychedelic shit. Yeah, it can get cheesy and all that, but it's also fascinating and fun and great music and, you know, definitely a part 
of it all. I'm sorry, I think I just coughed up a loogie. Okay, I'm gonna take a break real quick. You know, it's kind of wintry. I'm starting to get a little bit of a sniffle. I'm not saying cold just yet, but I need to call, I need to spit this loogie out. I'm, so I'm gonna freeze the uh, podcast because I'll talk about it later. Hold on. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that, everybody. Uh, it's just, a, you know, it's just getting a little of the funk. Um, I might have to shoot some Zycam up my nose real quick. This is the Cannabis Coffee Hour with a little bit of Zycam. Uh, if you don't know Zycam, because I was in D.C. and none of my relatives know about Zycam, but that's a good, it's a good uh, preventative uh, cold thing. Uh, it's all, it's all, it's all over the counter. Uh, hemo, what do they call that? Home, homopathy? Hemopathy. <laughs> Uh, it's all, it, it's oh natural. It's, it's not drugs, people. Zycam is cold remedy, no drip nasal spray. I may hit some of that, but I had to spit a little bit of a loogie. The thing about coughing a loogie, we all cough loogies, right? Like the worst is when you like sneeze or cough and everybody, like if you're in a car and everybody knows you just coughed a loogie, you have two choices at that moment. You have exactly two choices what you're gonna do because you got this big fucking oyster in your mouth. I'm sorry if this is too disgusting, but it's as real as it gets, everybody. You got this big fat oyster in your mouth of just this snot, and there you got two choices. Either you hawk a loogie, meaning you spit, but you're in the car. This is what happens to me. Or you swallow that thing, and, uh, and that's kind of nasty. And then everybody heard you cough the loogie up, and now they're hearing you swallow this fucking thing. So you have to be like, um, excuse me, or you do it some other weird way. But you gotta, what you gotta do is just spit. That's what you wanna do. You wanna undo the window down and just, wah, and just spit. I could hawk a loogie. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's getting loogie weather out there. Um, but no, I, I think my nasal passages, I don't think I'm getting a cold, but it's right on that edge that, Maybe I'm going to stay in the next few days with stand-up um, and just work on the writing, just work on trying to get this podcast a little bit tighter and have uh, a little bit better descriptions. And, you know, I'm doing this all myself. I'm making the music up. It's an hour. Uh, I'm improving. I'm drinking coffee. I'm raiding. I'm smoking. I'm hawking loogies. I'm giving you jokes about hawking loogies. Uh, but uh, I'm going to hit this pin one more time. But yeah, there's just certain things in life that are just kind of gnarly and nasty. And farty, farting and spitting are all of them. But I think people are getting more... Uh, farting has always been funny. But people are getting more... I see, I hear more girls fart out there. <laughs> people are getting more comfortable with uh, the idea that people just fart. You know, especially women. They got to fart. Uh, fart it up. Got to get that fart out. Um, and hawking loogies. People got to spit. Like all these bodily functions. I guess vanity and bodily functions. Those are two concepts I would like to explore in stand-up comedy. Uh, but what was I talking about? Oh, the gist of my stand-up comedy. Uh, I watched so much Richard Pryor, Bill Hicks, Lenny Bruce, but I'm not, I'm not the really edgiest dude out there. Um, uh, you know, I'm more goofball. I want to go more goofball. That's the tone is, I guess what I was trying to say was something early on when I was watching all these tapes, uh, was just how hardcore Bill Hicks went in. Like he went in so much more in terms of spirituality, in terms of the collective unconscious. He was f actually the, the thing that I think that resonates with him and why his art reverberates forever is because he actually was the first person to talk about consciousness and collective unconsciousness and almost, and it, it wasn't religious. Uh, it was more of a spirituality and talking about that on stage, actually gripping, like talking like it was tangible on stage at goofy ass comedy clubs, you know? This is, that's really high concept 
at the most lowest of dick jokes. And he wrote, you know, just to see that, that was like, when you first watch him, you're like, yo, this dude's just kind of like a road Sam Kinison. But I, what I take from it, you know, he wasn't the funniest dude. Some of his stuff was awesome. I mean, he was naturally a funny dude. Um, so much respect. But a lot of it was how brave he was. Yeah, he would rant on the political stuff, but a lot of people did. Bill Maher did that. A lot of people do political stuff. But what I think separates him is the spiritual aspect. Was, you know, he talked about the soul. He talked about the wanting. He talked about the unease. He talked about the restlessness, the, the unknown. The, you know, he was heavily into meditation. He went through a, you know, the, that I read a bunch of books on him too, but he went through a meditation phase and a spirituality phase and a chakra phase, heavy. Uh, I think when he was sobering up or even before that, um, people swing back and forth. But what I thought was so powerful as him as an artist was this, like, just talking about stuff in a more metaphysical way and doing that with stand-up comedy. I mean, that's just fucking awesome and amazing. And then do that in 1985 to 92 out there in the, at some comedy club in Arkansas or Roanoke, Virginia, or, you know, he just played a lot of that Rust Belt. Um, but he also played San Francisco and Austin and a couple of those. He played the punchline, my home club in San Francisco or where I started at in San Francisco was the punchline. But, uh, what I always, but the thing is, is that he was dark. Same thing with Kinnison. When you go towards the, but if you go towards the light, in my, I, there's a whole, that's what I like about psychedelics and the psychedelic 60s. Uh, acid freak out like it was just like it took everything and blasted it into super technicolor and made it even realer than real you know and that's just kind of the not what I'm trying to do but if I was gonna do anything it would be like Bill Hicks meets Yellow Submarine was is kind of what I've always gone for but I think some of the industry because I did last comic standing the first season just painted me with a brush like nobody really knew where to fit me in um in terms of you know big huge mainstream success but i never had that urge my urge was more about creating dope art or doing some funky beats or getting to rap even if i wasn't any good i'm i'm still amazed that this life is playing out and working out uh, and I'm doing my dream. I remember that sales job. I remember making 150 calls a day. I remember uh, wearing a starch shirt and cutting my hair and completely faking the funk. That's the thing. That's the thing about corporate jobs. It's I don't have a problem. I like the idea of not, of just having a job and going in, working, and coming home. I like that, but I don't like faking the funk. I want to be. You want to be yourself and. That's the hardest thing and the best, but it's the healthiest thing for you is to be yourself. And I found in corporate America how my brain works, how I interact. I'm not, I wasn't good at it. I, was, it, I couldn't fake the funk. I can never fake the funk. I got to be funky. Oh, sorry. Um, speaking of the funk, have you guys checked out Tales from the Tour Bus? There's one... I know I talk about it, but shout out Mike Judge. I, it's literally one of the best shows I've seen. It may be better than Beavis and Butthead, man. I don't know. I was a huge Beavis. I'm at that age that I remember Beavis and Butthead. When that shit popped off, I was completely addicted. I thought that was a, the funniest thing ever because I knew those dudes. I grew up in Washington, D.C., but I also... When we were 10, like I said, I moved down to Buena Vista, Virginia, a really small town in Virginia, little, little southern town in the Appalachian Mountains, uh, next to Lexington, Virginia, a uh, town of barely 5,000 people. So I knew Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> I, knew, I knew exactly who, I was one of those dudes. A lot of people call me Beavis, and I always took it as a compliment because those dudes are some of the funniest uh, 
do, it gave me huge joy and laugh. Uh, you know, just the American adolescent fuck up uh, is completely what they're celebrating. All the heavy, I knew all those heavy metal kids, man. Uh, well, yeah, this guy across the street was in this heavy metal band called Nosferatu in Buena Vista, and uh, he played thrash and speed metal. And the, the, the story goes that they opened for Metallica very early on, like during Cliff Burton days. And uh, that guy was my friend, and I went, I would, but he was a little bit older, but I would go see them play. Um, and I knew him, so I kind of knew dudes that were into heavy metal as well. Uh, I have a wide, weird background of D.C. and Virginia. That's, that's where I'm from. Um, but I've been here in New York since 2005, so I've lived in New York almost longer than I've lived anywhere. Um, and I do like it. I love Brooklyn. But I also want to travel more, and I would love to get out to California. Um, that's what I'm really looking forward to in the next couple months. I want to get a big trip there. Um, like I said, I'm going out to Rhode Island in, in the next week. I think it's next weekend. Let me look at this fucking thing. Uh, dates and times are a little... Oh, shit, that's next weekend. So, yeah, I'm going to be out in Rhode Island uh, next weekend at the Comedy Connection, opening for Tracy Morgan in Rhode Island's legal. So maybe I'll do an episode out there. But, uh, yeah, I don't really smoke before the shows if I work with Tracy or, you know, he's just not smoking weed these days. I mean, yeah, this is... Uh, I'm trying to be spot on and just hit... You know, when you're opening for somebody... You're literally just like trying to keep the vibe as cool and positive and fun. Uh, so I'm I am looking forward to it. Um, those shows will be sold out and be a lot of fun. And I'll be working with my friend again. So that'll be cool. So check that out. But I also will have my own dates here in Brooklyn coming up. And, and we're looking at some stuff in Colorado. And we're looking at some stuff in San Francisco very soon. Um, so... Yeah, check me out at robcantrell.com. I'm re-sprucing my website. It's a new year. It's a new vibe. Uh, everything's getting a little bit tighter. One of my better Zen mantras that I've been doing when I meditated, I did meditate 15 minutes today. Uh, one of my new, or not new mantras, but one of, uh, what is it? It's a, oh, I'm getting better every day in every way. I just say that to myself. I'm getting better. Because as you grow older, that's the gig. Maybe I'm not getting better health. You know, some fucking negative dude will be like, you're not. Just, you know, mantras, mind, positivity, uh, meditation, uh, thoughts, judgments. Uh, they're all getting figured out. And we're getting better at figuring it out. And I think that's what's going on with America and even the world, I remember talking to some Jamaicans and they were, we were just all talking about consciousness. I think consciousness is rising amongst us and that's a lot of the Me Too movement and a lot of just like people just questioning things and looking at things different. We're, we're growing as, as a people, as a society, as a human race, we're growing. We're not the same as we were 10 years ago. So ideas and thoughts, are evolving and that's what as they should but a lot of it it's just being yourself and just letting it all happen and uh vibing it out that's what i think about music you know it's more about the vibe um music is a lot about the vibe um that you're connecting to and that's what i have so much fun with it and i don't want to overthink it that's what i love about this podcast. I'm kind of mashing up all my loves and uh, I'm talking about stand-up, I'm talking about zenning it out and meditating and I'm also doing music and making the beats for it. So as I see things evolve forward, uh, that's kind of where I want to take this podcast. I want to make the music a little bit different every time or at least change it up every few episodes. I want to play more music. I was going through some of the past episodes trying to learn and trying to evolve it a little bit better. But I did play a song in, like, towards the end. So I may, 
I, I should drop more like real music in here because I do have a, a small catalog of beats and, and uh, songs and goofy shit. So I'll do that. We can revisit that. Breaking it, we, we'll call it Breaking It From The Vault. Or <laughs> Let's Talk To The Crypt Keeper. Where we got, what kind of song do we have here? Oh yeah, we got a song about rubbing feet. <laughs> uh, I do have a song about rubbing feet. I don't know if I'll play that. I'm not sure. Uh, how that song will play. Well, actually, it's kind of an anti-sexy uh, song. It's more, it's a slow jam, but it's all about having somebody just wanting to rub your feet because you walked too much in San Francisco or in New York. That's how I wrote it. Um, but yeah, I need to get back out to San Francisco and do some gigs, see some old friends, smoke some weed, go to Taqueria Cancun, Fuck up a big ass burrito. Go take a, uh, a nap over in Dolores Park in the Mission, the only place where it stays sunny all day long. Uh, yeah, everybody rags on San Francisco as it as it changed, but I'm sure it's still a nice place to visit. I'm looking forward to getting over there and checking it all out. Um, so that's what I want to do in 2019. I want to make more music. I want to do more comedy. Uh, but I don't want to take it too serious, man. You know, I, I really am understanding that the more calm I am, it, I think meditation helps with this, the more I just let things happen, and I do the work, and, but I just don't think about it too much. A lot of it's just letting go of just, like, the worrying. Um, but we live in a strangely... You know, you live in a capitalist society. Everybody's on the hustle. You gotta fucking hustle, man. You gotta make a couple dollars in order to keep everything running. So that's the level. But then you also wanna do good work. Uh, something that Tracy Morgan did tell me, I'll say, is a jewel. But if you shoot for, if you shoot for perfection when you're doing art, you won't get to it, but you will fall. You know, it's kind of like the shooting for... This, you know, shoot, just go as big as possible, hard as possible. Yeah, you're not gonna, it's never gonna be perfect. Nothing is, nothing, nothing is ever perfect except for everything. How about that? Is that a big thought? Uh, but nothing is like exactly how you picture it. But you, I do believe in visualization and I do believe in intent and in intentions. Uh, you know, our thoughts guide our actions. Our actions create our experiences. Our experiences define our character. Every day we decide who we're going to become tomorrow. Uh, I got that written on a cue card here, <laughs> taped to my computer uh, to motivate myself. Uh, and it is really hard to motivate because there is so many distractions with technology, you know? A lot of it's energy and focus. That's what I've been thinking about too, is uh, the amount of energy and then the applied focus. People that get shit done and make power moves, it's an intense amount of focus for a long time without being distracted. And that's kind of where I'm trying to get in terms of, okay, I gotta do a podcast, let's try to make this the best funkiest out there, go melt your brain, hit some sour diesel, talk to a plant, hello plant, type of podcast out there, you know, you try to go all out, and then you might hit in the good stuff, um, the thing, the thing about the vapor, <coughs> the oil pans and stuff, you're like, you get high, but you kind of don't know how how you are. <coughs> Whoa. Okay, I might have to cool out on the vaporizer because I have a little bit of a cold. I'm not saying full on cold and I don't, that's my mind. I don't, that's the thing about getting sick. There's that thing about like thinking you're sick or not, like if you got something to do, you just power through it. Sometimes you can power through it. I need to power through it and give you guys the best fucking Cannabis Coffee Hour podcast uh, ever. Uh, for Christmas, I did get like two bags. I got like six bags of coffee. 
In my cupboard, I got some of the best coffee in the world, but I'm drinking this Eternity Columbia. This was great coffee. And I do like how they broke it down. If you're ever in Miami, uh, go check out Eternity Coffee Roasters. You know, you got, like I was saying, you gotta go to the roasting house. If you go to the roast, there's a great one near me called Cause Cafe, and they have the roasting there. They have, you could tell they got some big old ass machine that's like baking the beans. Pretty much what you're doing with coffee, you're just burning those beans. You're just like baking those beans. And a medium roast is just like, you know how you do your toast? Like, you know, you want your toast lightly browned. Maybe you do. Some people like it just fucking crunched out. That's when you get like that super dark coffee. It's just those beans burned up, you know, where it's almost, you know, I'm talking a little bit out of my ass. I know there's some serious coffee nerds out there. Like, I think I just learned what a, uh, what is it, cappuccino exactly is. I can't, and with a latte and a cappuccino, I'm always kind of confused. Like, they're both espressos. You both start with a espresso, which is pretty much hash of coffee. You know how you drink regular coffee? Espresso is like super condensed, squeeze the fuck out of this small amount into this small amount that's super potent. And that's what espresso is. And then a latte, I think, is steamed milk over that. And then maybe a cappuccino is steamed milk mixed into that. I'm not sure. Please email me. If you're a super coffee nerd and you've been listening to this podcast, email me. Email me about your love for coffee. And if you're an herb world, herb head, email me your love of, uh, of herb. You can email me at contact at Rob Cantrell. Um, my plant's doing really well. I'm looking over there. I got this, like, it's not a fern, but it's a hanging plant, and it's on this, I forget what this thing's called. Like, uh, I think people would, it's from the 70s. It's like this this cloth thing that, that like, holds the plant. Um, and it's, I've been watering it, and I've been putting it in the sun. I've been talking to it. This is not herb, though, everybody. This is just some other regular plant. I'm not growing weed here. I, I know some growers, but not in New York. I know them out there. There's a, there's a certain type of person that's a weed grower, and they're interesting people, uh, and they figure shit out. It's a lot nerdier and smart and hard than you think. But that's what I liked about Jamaica, man, was uh, the outdoor grown. Some people complain about that shit, but to me, I think everybody should just have like a little small piece of, of land, a little back area, and then you have your organic garden. You can grow your fat ass tomatoes. You can grow a couple cucumbers, grow your seasoning, get some basil up there, and then you have your cannabis plant. And with that, man, you're pretty much self-sufficient. Uh, you're almost 100% self-sufficient if you're a, a vegetarian. And that's going back to my zenning out diet. I know I'm all over the map. You guys are hanging in there. But uh, this one, you know, uh, it is what it is. Everything's just evolving. And I got a little bit of cold, but I'm also a little bit excited to do this damn podcast and do more of it. And I wanted to get you one. I was going to take this week off, but I was like, no, I'm seeing these numbers rise. People are into this thing, man. Uh, I need to put out another podcast. So it's just me talking for an hour. But I was going to say about going vegan or vegetarian, I tried to do it. But then I skipped dinner, and then I went out, I did a show, and then I came home and I was hungry, and there was nothing open except for a couple bodegas, corner stores, if you're not from New York, little small market-type joints. But I went in there, you know, it's hard to, you ever go in there when you're trying to put together a dinner? It's like putting the, the, together a dinner at, like, 7-Eleven. Like, it's hard to make that shit healthy and taste good at the same time. It's end up, like... Oh, I just had Funyuns and Skittles for dinner <laughs> with a can of uh, uh, Spam. But this time I went in there, they had one of those expensive sausages, like those, you know, it's New York, so they got some good shit. So they got one of those expensive, it's not expensive, it was like, a, you know, it was like, a, I would say it was like a three, four dollar sausage, you know, <laughs> that was already, that you would cut up at like a, at a dinner party or something. So I had one of those, and then I got a block of cheese, and this was on my veg my day that I was trying to go vegetarian, 
by 12.30 at night, I was just cutting up this big fucking old ass sausage that was just fucking 18 different types of pig. And then I was just, and then I was just eating this big handful of just cheese. And I wasn't even drunk. I was a little hot probably. Uh, but uh, I ended up just going right to the crack. <laughs> pork is the crack. Sausage is the super crack of meats. You know, pork, there is something. Bacon does smell good and it tastes good, but it is just like, like I was telling you the other day when I fried up some old school bacon. Like if you fry three strips of bacon in a pan, like you, it makes a gallon of grease. It literally makes like, car fuel if you burn like if you just make some bacon it's all crisp up and then you put the stupid ass bacon on the on the uh paper towel to soak up even more of that stuff but you have like this bucket of grease um and that's from just three things of bacon so it's just like eating bacon i think is good now and then and i think eating meat is good now and then i'm just trying to cut it down and I tried to cut it down. Yesterday, I made it. But then I think I got this cold. And part of me was thinking, maybe I need a hamburger. <laughs> Figuring it all out, you know. It's all about the balances. And there's no good or right. Well, there is a good or right way. But, you know, you just got to figure it out. What works for you. And be yourself. Um, yeah, the coffee's good. This uh, vape pen's amazing. This little cold is a little bit of a bummer. Um, it's just a nasal thing. I'm gonna shoot some Zycam if you haven't heard of Zycam. So this is the Cannabis Coffee Hour sponsored by Zycam. So dude, we're taking, we're ta we're taking drugs to a next level. Here's, here's me shooting some Zycam into my nose. Oh yeah. Oh, we're gonna rock the house now. One, two, one time for your mind. Ilphonics, Mantronics. Rocking these rhymes so hyperbionic. I kind of got a head cold, but I'm still giving it to you. I'm smoking weed real slow. I'm drinking coffee that's medium low on the temperature. It's lukewarm, but it's still good to my soul because it's got caffeine and I got to roll. Uh, I got Zycam dripping in my nose. I'm looking at my plant, thinking about some more flows. Uh, that's the thing about sour diesel. If you ever want to write a rap song, dude, all you got to do, I don't know if it's going to be good, but you get yourself a notepad, right? I just coughed up. Okay, loogie break. I'm taking a loogie break. Okay, I'm back. You know what? I think that Zycam worked. I feel, uh, in terms of head cold, I'm, I'm good to go. I don't think I have one in, anymore. Uh, so try out the Zycam nasal spray. Wow, that kind of worked. Um, and I am enjoying this uh, Eternity Columbia Coffee, and I'm enjoying doing this podcast. I'm enjoying, did you guys like the music from the last one? If you, any comments or concerns, you can email me at contact at robcantrell.com. Try that one. I think that should work. I checked it the other day. It'll work. Uh, and, and I've gotten a few from you guys, and I appreciate it. But, uh, yeah. Oh, we were talking uh, music. So I love doing this podcast. We were talking about Zen. Just, I don't know, just this whole project's exciting. This whole podcast is exciting. Because um, I did meditate 15 minutes today. Uh, I do believe group consciousness is raising because everybody I know is meditating now. Everybody I know is, like, stretching. Uh, because... I do believe there's so many distractions in terms of the internet. And how I know this is by watching a video on the internet. Uh, I went deep in, on this one thing, man. This dude was breaking down how social media is just made, you know, it's really hurting mental health in everybody and how uh, social media has increase the anxiety of college students. What they were saying is the anxiety of a college student growing in the 90s, let's say, 
and then a college student. No, with, oh, the study was a college student of today, one that was on social media and one that was not on social media. And for every one, the person that was on social media, the anxiety was three times more as the other person, all of them. So I do, and then he was saying in the future, there's going to be people that do fuck with social media and then there's people that don't fuck with social media because I don't think it's the best thing for mental health. And I do believe that the amount of distractions is what's happening. Uh, it's one of the pieces of the puzzle of what's happening, whatever's happening, but you know, just people focusing more, it, it just takes more effort to focus that energy and align it to something positive, something that's gonna help you out because there's so many things going, look at me, hey, over here. Oh, oh, by the way, here's some cereal you might like or here's, the, you know, everybody's, attention is power and that's what you gotta watch out for sometimes because power is ultimately corrupting. But uh, that's how advertisements work. Advertisements is like, look at me, look at Louie, look at me. Okay, here's, buy Coca-Cola. Uh, Coca-Cola, which, is the craziest thing in my mind that I think about a lot is like this company Coca-Cola, uh, you know, is pretty much a liquid cocaine distributing. I mean, that's, they had cocaine in the, no wonder it was a popular drink that had cocaine in it. It was highly addictive. And now it's like this, that's how they started. That's how they got their legs, man. They're like, you know, a burgeoning, a, you know, early hip hop record label that, you know, got its money from the streets. It's the same way, you know, the most major corporation in the world, one of them. I don't know, now is Apple and, you know, things move. The thing about things becoming kings is that they go down. Things go up and then things go down. I've seen it a million times. The older you get, you do just see a lot more of the patterns. But the patterns are always changing and that's what makes life so exciting to navigate going forward. Um, but I am excited about the future. I am excited about, I don't know, I, I, I don't understand politics enough to chime in there. And so many people are chiming in there. I'm not a Trump supporter. I never voted for Trump. I voted for Obama. I voted for Hillary. I voted for Bernie. But at the same time, I understand people that vote Republican. I get it. I, I'm from an era that people were friends, <laughs> like Democrats and Republicans were friends. And I don't, you know, this, this extremism and as my mom says, the I don't believe in the hysteric. I'm not going to be hysterical uh, the hyster about politics. I know what I know and I love what I love and I'm going to vote for who you know, one of the reasons I voted somebody that's going to legalize cannabis, which is a lot of what's going on with the jail system. So I, I do think uh, cannabis would help, but it's not going to be all the answers to anybody. Everybody has their own answers. It's more about inner space, and that's what Bill Hicks was tapping into. That's what I thought made him different than every other comic and comedian that came before or even after is that he tapped into inner space and spirituality and a very real speaking terms, which not, which nobody in entertainment was really stepping on. Maybe some fucking, maybe the Dalai Lama was kicking some shit or maybe some dude on NPR was kicking some shit, but this dude was kicking it in fucking chuckle huts. Uh, I know exactly what he went through because <laughs> I've been in those rooms. I've done in those rooms. And uh, yeah, it, 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 going up against, you know, mainstream America and doing some severely out there artistic shit um, is not always rewarded, you know. But good art does, definitely reverberates, you know. The thing about art or, you, you know, you know I, I totally think art is a scam in some ways, but in other times... I do know there's certain pockets and rhythms that are so high-end that, that you are tapping into the infinite once you start being able to play those scales. Does that make any sense? Maybe not. 
But it, I'm just saying, like, once you start getting really good at music, like somebody that's really good at playing the piano, it's just their timing, it's their feel. It's they know exactly where to be before it's supposed to, like they're in pocket. That's what I say, you gotta get in pocket, man. When you're on stage, you gotta get in pocket. It's when you're in pocket, you, 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 you zero out. That's when you're just like, pop, your, your timing is right on. And a lot of you know, comedy in music is timing and getting, you know, getting in the beat, whatever the beat is. I think it's a measurement of time, and so you're, you're kind of, it's this, you get to dance with time when you, you play music or do stand-up. Like, stand-up is, you're trying to get that, and that, the pop there is the laugh, so it's like that, or at least some type of reaction to get, you know, kind of, you're playing with the crowd. It's a, stand-up's a wild art form, but I don't want to be a podcast that's all about that. My podcast is about everything, but mostly good coffee and good weed and just, you know, letting me ramble a little bit and get it out there. Uh, there was one other thing. Yeah, I do want to make more music and I want to, maybe I'll go through this episode. If any of that Hawk and Loogie is too disgusting, uh, I'll cut it out and maybe put a song in there, but maybe not. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to get one in the books and just talk to you guys. Um, and just say thanks for supporting and, and, and tell me what you think of the podcast. And Oh, I want to make more music for the podcast. Like I, there's something new with podcasting and sound and even in entertainment that is like this thing's, you almost have to take art not too precious. I know I was talking about how it was super precious, but you almost just got to crank it out, boom, knock it out and put it out there. But you want to do the best you can because everybody's doing the same thing. So you want to make your shit a little bit better than everybody else's. Uh, so yeah, I want to do more music. I want to make more beats. I'm thinking about trying to get some studio space somewhere. I want to do more shows on the road. I thought the Jamaica thing turned out great. I know the sound wasn't perfect because I was outside. Every time I get outside, like it, it's all right. But uh, you know, you do catch some of the air. But I'm getting better with the sound and making the beats. Like I think where the art is, is like the music, the talk, the pocket, you know, just like the evolution of it all. It's all kind of, you know, blending together. And since I could do this, I've done this mostly on my phone and the laptop, you know, since it's like that. Uh, and I did the art, except for Nick Lachiotis, my uh, guy I turned to for some of my logos and stuff. He did the logo. Um, but he didn't change the color. I used just my major logo and then I picked out some stuff. But I do need to maybe update the art just a little bit and get the podcast a little bit more in form and then also, you know, tune up the tunes a little bit. Um, but I had a blast making those beats for the Jamaican episodes and I had a blast being in Jamaica and recording a podcast and getting something done. Man, that coffee's just pretty much cold. <laughs> it's my second French press. Uh, and it was hot when I started preparing for the podcast. But then, you know, I had a couple things pop up and I wasn't sure if I was going to do one because of my cold. But then, you know, I was like, dude, I'll just do it. And then, you know, shoot some Zycan into my nose. Maybe that will make it more fun. Uh, and it did. <laughs> uh, but this song, what was the song? You know what? I had a song catch my tune, but I think I can get away with like playing a snippet of it. Um, Gary, what was that? Not Gary Shandling Show, but Gary Shandling Show had a, that first one. This is the Gary Shandling Show, the opening theme to Sherry Show. Gary called me up and said he wanted to have some theme music. Uh, now, what was this? Uh, what, love? It was... Love is so alive. My love, so alive. Gary, what was that dude? He, he sang Dreamweaver, but this bass, how this bass drops, I want to sample this shit and drop that out. But you can't sample stuff anymore. But um, 
Or you gotta, yeah, you would have to pay for this dude. Paul Tyson Anytizer's chicken is raised. I'm just watching Gary Wright on YouTube. Um, Love is so no, alive. I want to, I want to sample that thing and put a funky beat over it. But you know who did that? Third base on the Cactus album, and I that thing popped it because I heard the original uh, Gary Wright, "My Love Is So Alive," and then I remember the song by Third Base. I listened to a lot of Third Base. They weren't they were pretty bad. I don't know. They're they're good. They got some good tunes, and some of their beats are all right. Uh, but they're not the best. I don't know if they stand up the test of time, but that's, they sampled it on the words of wisdom, which is a good song. And, um, but it's really fast. And I was like, dude, why are they speeding this sample up? Like, this is the sample. The whole thing to this thing is the time. And do 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 Watch that beat. Where's that? Oh, right there. Watch that. Boom. And I was listening to some whack-ass... You hear the echo on that shit? It's all about the echo on that shit. Because I was listening to some karaoke versions of that shit, and it didn't have the echo, you know? Gotta have the echo, like... It's my love is on fire. My heart is on fire. But I love that bass on it's, it, but I was listening to the karaoke versions and they were fucking whack because they didn't have the echo. I was looking for the echo, but I just wanted that snippet. I want to make more beats, man. Uh, and I want to do more stand-up and I want to do some more comedy. And, and I want you to check out PMA, uh, which is a video series, a short film series that I did. It's pinned to my Twitter. My Twitter is at Rob Cantrell. And that's it, man. Uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, Sour Diesel, once again, uh, I love you. And, uh, and then this Eternity Coffee from Miami. I want to thank my cousin David for giving me this. It's a nice bag of coffee. And uh, yeah, let's, let's call it. All right, that's it, man. Uh, check out Gary Wright, Love is So Alive. That's a good song. Uh, I've been having fun with Spotify. Oh yeah, I need to put that one playlist, my reggae playlist, I should attach that on my Twitter. So if you're listening to this, go to my Twitter, at Rob Cantrell, and right under uh, the promotion for the Jamaica episode, I'm going to attach a playlist, my reggae playlist. My reggae playlist is sick, man. I got some dub, I got some King Tubby, I got some deep cuts, man. It'll make you relax and max, and you'll want to stare at plants and uh, feel irate all day when you listen to this thing. So I'm gonna put that on, uh, look for that on my Twitter. I'm gonna put a playlist, a reggae playlist. Been having fun on that. But yeah, I, I wanna do more music, I wanna do more stand-up, and that's all coming. Um, but I also wanna get over whatever this little cold I got. I'm gonna try to keep it low-key the next few days and see if I can beat it, you know? Eat some fruit. All right, that's it, I love you. Thanks for listening, peace.